Christ is God. Howard, you and Julie born in the same month or anniversary? Oh, gosh, what, three years? Third, 14 years. Man, I thought he was going to say, it only seemed like three, but he missed the opportunity. And he said, oh, no, 14, man. <laughs> Larry, how, is anniversary? How long? 33. 33 years. Wow. How'd you put up with him? For I, I know, I know, I know. By faith. The, uh, by faith. <laughs> and you? 21 years. 21. Man, didn't I marry you? Did yes. I marry you guys? Oh, praise God. And how long? 48. 48. 48 years. That was wonderful. Wow. Oh, I noticed she said, by the grace of God. You're just saying, I'm just standing here, Pastor. Okay. So uh, has it been harder on you than it has on her? Now, we're in a church. We're in a church. <laughs> Oh, it's been harder on you? Man, oh, man. No, 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 don't believe I knew it. I'm telling you, women, women correct everything, right? Are you married? Bless your heart. Be blessed. And you are married. Yeah, hallelujah. And you aren't? Oh, it's your birthday. You could have said no, not yet, but I'm expecting to get... He missed a birthday. How do you talk? Uh, 48. 48. Don't ask me. Oh, I'm not asking you, but how you doing, young man? <laughs> I'm not asking anybody. How, how long you been married? 15 years. And your birthday? You got married on your birthday? No. Oh, sure. I was going to say, boy, that was a bummer. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> so, and... Uh, how long you been married? A year. But it's not today. No. No, it's not for my birthday. It's for her birthday. I know. And I told her husband, I said, buddy, you lucked out. And he said, I know it, Pastor. I got the best of the deal. I said, you know. <laughs> I said don't roll the dice again. I'll no, tell you. <laughs> I chase it. 34 years today. 30 today? Praise 34 God. years. So good. Good night. Honey, do you remember when they first come to our church? I'm trying to get to your mic. When they first come to our church, I babysat their little boy <laughs> in the nursery, and he cried the whole time. <laughs> I know how he felt. I'll tell you. I, I, I have, and you guys been married? Six years. Today. Six years. Wow. Today. I thought, oh, today. today. Yours is, I thought when she said six, I thought she was going to say 60. I thought, yeah. boy, this woman is really lugging it on. <laughs> Praise God. Well, man, I'll tell you what marriages that uh you know we need testimonies of people that have been married till death do they part amen and uh i've wanted that to happen a million times but i've never carried it out but hallelujah and it's your birthday okay you aren't married you, okay all right give me your hand here grab everybody's hand we do celebrate the day of your birth because it changed planet earth forever and it caused heaven to go into motion, and it really stacked the deck against the devil. For those of you that have been married, thank God that you're carrying the torch of unity, perseverance, and that you're making it, and you're glorifying God yes. in it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, we celebrate as a church, God, these days that you erupted into the affairs of men's lives yes and cause children of your choice that you knew
before the foundation of the earth to be born. Yes. And God, we celebrate that the gifts that you have brought into the kingdom of God, into our church, into the lives of those that are around us on this day, this day, the day that they're celebrating their birthday, we thank you yes. for your goodness on their behalf yes. and your mercy on our behalf. And then God, we thank you for those that have been married. They've held together their covenant, God. They stand strong. They wear it as a banner that I am a believer, yes. that I believe in marriage. And God, that they've stood strong, resisted, persevered, God, and came out on the other side. They stand as banners, God, in a world that seems to be uncommitted and unreliable. But God, they stand true. And we thank you for them. Yes, we Lord. celebrate with them yes. in Jesus' mighty name. Bless them, Father. Yes. Enrich them today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. and amen. amen. Thank you, guys. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought you didn't want to come up here. I said, I'm going to Phyllis, oh, your dress is up, honey, right here. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that would have been a YouTube widespread, hallelujah. I, I, I didn't mean that, Phyllis. I, it just would have spread over the... I, no, I said I didn't mean that. I just knew people were thinking that. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> hallelujah. All right. What did you say, Phil? Okay. All right. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, we went to Cabela's yesterday, and did Phyllis give me my $15? Absolutely not. She never gave me one dime. I'm just letting everybody know that I'm a giver, and it's better for me to give than to receive. What? That was mine, darling. You can't take a Christmas gift and then penalize me for getting it. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. Her economical system is like bizarre world in Pete's world. It takes nothing to run your life. It takes all you have to run mine. Yeah, right. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, we're going to receive our tithing offering. Dave, if you need tithing offering envelope, raise your hand up real high. This is one of the great times of the believer that we get to honor our Father with our first fruits as well as with our substance, our tithing offerings. This is the way of the wise. It is the way of the righteous and it delivers from the problems, the snares, and the plans of the purposes of hell beneath. And in Proverbs 3, 5, it says these words, trust in the Lord. So when we do these things, this is a declaration of our trust, our reliance, our full committal to have him as our source. And it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord. 
and be and depart from the evil. It shall be, where'd I go? How did it there? Man, I jumped down the way, I'm sorry. And in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. And it shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bone. Honor, honor the Lord. Put him first, give him just due. The Lord with thy substance, with all that we have, gifts, talents, and with the first fruits of all of thine increase. So shall, based upon our performance towards God, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses burst forth out with new wine. Now some would say, well, isn't that works? No, it's called faith. It's called doing what God asks us to do and whenever we walk in obedient life, it is a faith life. Faith is simply the brother of obedience. And as we live in faith, then we obey. It's impossible to be in faith and disobey. Disobey, Disobedience is born out of an unbelief, a persuasion that what God said will not be and will never be performed. That was the hook in the Garden of Eden. When the devil deceived Eve, oh no, you will not surely die. Well, she doubted the faithfulness of God. And when she did, she had the boldness to override God. Think of that. Had the boldness to override God, she ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And she said in the process, first of all, spiritual separation, spiritual death, separation from God and his blessing. Her and her husband were ushered out of the garden. And then God slays an animal for them, covers them in the skin of the animal, a substitutionary covering that God would not always be reminded of their transgression. And then the Bible says that after that, that Adam lived X amount of years. Why? Because when spiritual death does not encompass man, physical death has no power. And so when when they ate of that tree out of unbelief, out of fear, of without losing, having fear for the Lord, what did they do? They lost their spiritual life and they lost their physical life. And so today as we honor the Lord, let's just use our faith. Let's be obedient unto the Lord. Say, well, I just don't understand it. I, look, I don't understand how a baby is born, but I'm smart enough to know that one is. And so if God told me to do something, I know it's going to be the way that he has said it. And as a tithers, we honor the Lord with our substance, but with the first fruits, with the first fruits of our increase, do we honor him so shall. God's response to faith, to tithe, and to seed is increase. Let's pray of your tithe and offering. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We love you, God. What we have has seemed so little in what, in the magnitude of what you've given to us. It just wanes in the shadow of your goodness and greatness to us. But God, we offer it up with a heart that will honor you and a heart, God, that will put you in first place. That God, you're the primary source of our life. None, none other than you. You are our source. And God, we thank you for it. 
in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Stand your feet and bring your tithe and offering unto the Lord. sick of seeing me, but I got an announcement about our live recording tonight. And this is going to happen to be our first song of our set. Now, I'm looking to give this away this morning, but I have one little request. I need someone who's willing to put themselves on the spot and sing the chorus to let faith arise. Now, wait, I just want to state this is not your band or vocal tryout. So it doesn't have to be perfect yet, but if I think you're good, I might come after you. Okay, so if you would, someone who thinks they've got it in them, it doesn't have to be on key. All you got to do is sing the chorus of Let Faith Arise. Come on. Come on. It's a free t-shirt. It's a large. Praise goes up and the walls come down. Oh, well, Praise that's the pre-chorus, and that's okay. not going to work. So it's Let Faith Rise, and you only get one chance. Oh, man. Okay, so come on. I know there's someone out there who knows this song. You sing it in your shower, you sing it in the bathtub, or you sing it when you're cooking. Because I hear it from you all over. I woke up with that song in my head this morning, and I just can't stop singing it. So whoever that is, I need you to stand up and come on down here. Okay, all right. I'll do <laughs> harmony with you, okay? I'll do backup with you. Come on. There's nobody. Come on, come on. Give me another chance. All right, here we go. I got a lady in a red dress. Oh, there ain't man. nothing better than to wear right there. All right. You ready? It's your first time here, too? That's awesome. Okay, so do, do you know this song? I just knew it because I just learned it. Oh, my. What? Guts. All right. Okay, I'll help you, okay? Okay. All right, it's let faith arise, let faith arise, let faith arise, let faith arise. Okay, I can okay. do that. All right. You never helped let me. Faith arise, let, let faith arise. Let faith arise. 
Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Man. Thank you. All right, so tonight at 6.30, let your faith arise with your worship yep. team. Tonight, hallelujah, 6.30. All righty, let's turn our Bibles. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, let's turn it. Where do I, my first scripture begin? Oh, gosh, man, it's waiting. Oh, Isaiah 55, and let's start at verse 8. But before we do, I'm entitling this message, You'll Never Be. You will never be anywhere than where you are now. You'll never be changed. You'll never be any different. You'll never have or change your circumstances. You'll never be any more blessed. You'll never be any more healthier. You'll never be any more financially well off if you do not sow a seed. The seed process is the kingdom process. Mark the fourth chapter, verse 26 through 29. We sometimes hear the simplicity of the kingdom and we think that there should be more, but there isn't any more. A seed holder never receives his harvest Therefore, he is always his own source. In, and it says, until you extract seed and sow that seed, you will never have anything different than you have right now. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says this, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than, your, than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and it maketh, maketh, as if a forcible entry, maketh it bring forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. And ye shall go out with joy, be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of thorns shall come up fir trees, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Now, we have talked about this passage of Scripture. We have talked about that the seed has a mandate. It has a mission. It has a mission given to you, and it is enforced by God's faithfulness where he says that it will accomplish that which he sent it forth to accomplish. God has a plan and a purpose. And that means that God wants you to change a cursed life into a prosperous life. He wants you to turn a life of lack 
into a life of abundance, a life of struggle, into a life of rejoicing. So God sends forth his word. In Genesis 1:11, it says that in the fruit that God gave man, every seed that bears fruit, in every fruit there is a seed. And that seed is to be taken, and when it is planted, it duplicates its former state or it duplicates where it has come from. So when God gives us his word, he gives it to us in seed form. Now, let me make these statements. The word of God is the fruit of God's love. We understand that God sent forth his son made of a woman, but the word was made flesh in Christ Jesus. God sent that forth. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, in the word that God sent, the 66 books of the Bible, fellows, there are seeds. This is the fruit of God's love for mankind, a revelation of himself, his plan, and his purpose for man. No question. But there is seed in it. So the second thing that has to happen is that the seed must be extracted. The seed must be extracted. Now, an extracted seed simply means that when it comes out of the fruit or out of the scriptures, out of the promises of God, born or made manifest by God's love for us, when it's extracted, we have to understand it's extracted in a way that we call revelation knowledge. It's, it's kind of like... You ever been reading the Bible? People tell me when they first got saved, I don't understand any of it. I tell them, keep reading. Mm -hmm. And as you keep reading, pretty soon, something goes off. Sure. Oh, wow. What is that? That's revealed knowledge, David. That's revelation knowledge. That is a seed being given to you. Amen. But until it is extracted, it's just in the scriptures. Now, the way that we extract seed is that we meditate it. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. But as we extract this seed, it has an extraction process. And it is found in that we need to search the scriptures. We need to compare scripture with scripture. That is found in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 13. I have not seen nor have uh, entered into the heart or the ear of man what God hath bestowed upon those that love him. Now it's in the scripture, but it's not yet appeared. It has to be extracted. And in Joshua 1, 8, it says this, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Let's say something about the law. Does anybody know where 150 songs of David came from? Where? The law. Why? Because the law is good. The law is good. Now, you can't fulfill it. But God was just as good under the old covenant as he is under the new. Amen. Why? Because God is always good. Amen. Could I get an amen? amen. You, you can't categorize God's a bad God under the law. No, God's not a bad God. He's a good God. And if you would mix faith, Hebrews 4, 2 and 1, with what you heard of the prophets, you would live life and live it eternally. Why? We look at Abraham, we look at Isaac, Jacob, we look at all the Old Testament prophets. They lived and they were in paradise when Jesus preached to them, Abraham's bosom. And so we have to understand that was all under the law. 
And it says, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Somebody say, out of your mouth. Wow. But thou shalt meditate therein, where? By the, in the book of the law, therein day and night, that thou mayest observe, see, so that you can do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Fir trees and myrtle trees. You'll make it good, and you'll prosper, and you'll have good success. The fir tree and the myrtle tree. That comes out of extracting seed from the overall Word of God. And we do that by meditation, by searching the Scriptures, by studying the Scriptures, and comparing. In other words, if you want a treasure, you're going to have to look for it. Amen. Could it get an amen? amen? And so if you want a pearl, you're going to have to go oyster fishing. Amen? If you want to find a buried treasure, you're going to have to dig somewhere. Sure. You're going to have to search for it. But when you find it, praise God, it will revolutionize your life and it will be able to work for you over and over and over. And so when we extract this seed out of the Word of God, guess what? We begin to see or we begin to get seed in our life. This is done two ways. It takes you and it takes the Holy Ghost. Let's go to Ephesians 1, and I think it's verse 17. Ephesians 1, 17. It can't be done by ourselves, or the discovery of God could be discovered by mere scientific means. But it has to have the help of God to see a seed principle in the Scripture. And it says this, that the God, this is Paul praying for the church at Ephesus. Now, does anybody know what prayer does? It changes things, but doesn't it take us through the throne of grace to obtain grace in the time of need? In other words, we go, ask God's help, and God intervenes and does for us what we can't do for ourselves. Now, here, Paul is praying. The reason he's praying, even though he's preaching, preaching to the church at Ephesus, he understands that there are different segments of the scripture that they're never going to get unless God unveils, to, unveils it to them and then they extract the life that's in that seed. And then it says this, that the God of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and what? Revelation knowledge in the knowledge of him. Notice you have the knowledge of God, but out of it, we are to receive wisdom and revelation knowledge. Out of the knowledge of God, we are to find the seeds of eternal life. Now, let's go to verse 18. And the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. And which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Now you need to take that and read down and read the whole chapter. Pray it for yourself every day so that God can open up your eyes. So now we see that when we meditate, extract 
seed from the fruit, a revelation of God himself, of Christ, a revelation of who we are when we get saved. When we extract these seeds, these seeds are given to us to reproduce what? The nature of the giver. In other words, in the seeds that God gives us, out of the scriptures that we discover, God, David, they are able to create in us the life of God. Amen. The life of God. So we see that God gives us seed. We see that we have to extract seed. And then what are we supposed to do? Let's go to Mark 4:14, just for a moment. And we'll see what we're supposed to do. Now, this scripture, this parable of the sower can be found in Matthew, the 13th chapter, Luke, the 8th chapter, and here in Mark, the 4th chapter. The sower soweth the what? So here we see that the word, now we know that God gave us his word to be seed. He gives it to the sower. This brings us to a cautionary place. When God reveals something to you, he doesn't expect you to leave it on your desk he expects you to put it into motion amen. we're not to be hearers but doers amen not just hearers but doers amen we hear we receive that seed then we plant or we use that seed what is a doer a deceived man one that misses blessing the one that knows that God wants to has a potential to is waiting to but simply chooses not to do it. Well, I would never do that. Well, when you don't do what God asked you to do or show you what to do, that's just what you're doing. That's just what you're doing. I don't mean that Phyllis would take out the trash by herself, but when I don't take it out, that's what I'm indicating. <laughs> I noticed the trash was gone today. I kind of felt bad, but I got over it real quick and moved on. Hallelujah. Now, words are seeds. Somebody say words or seeds. And when you speak, whether intentionally or unintentionally, whether intentionally or unintentionally, whether intentionally or unintentionally, you are sowing seeds. I've heard people say, well, pastor, just between us. I say, can't be between us. God's here, so is the devil. But have on, go ahead, just, just blow it out. See, realize that you may not believe in sowing and reaping, but it is a spiritual law. And whether you believe it or not, it's going to spring forth fruit. You know, people have children out of wedlock. Now, that's a tragedy, but it ought to show you something that whether you're married and you do it the right way or the wrong way, you're still going to get a baby. Sure. You sow seed, you're going to reap something. Absolutely. Amen? You can't just pray, oh, God, let it not... Ma, not be productive. No, may God catch you before you keep on doing it and you die. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Better to marry than to burn. Absolutely. You'll wish to God you had burned if you got married, but you make the choice. <laughs> There's no sense in you sinning and deceiving yourself and thinking that God's going to turn, a, turn somebody's head. Phyllis and I was watching a program uh, last night or something. Uh, what, what's that thing you watch, that nutty show, uh, Professor, Big Bang, Big, is that theory, theory or theory, whatever? Theory. What a bunch of imbeciles. Anyway, 
they're on there, and first, here comes this lady. She's a Christian, of course. She gets caught having sex with a man. And her son says, oh, you're, 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 mama, you're just a hypocrite. That's I said, yes, highly faith. Praise God, finally a truth on TV. But then she says, but son, God knows that I'm struggling. God knows that I'm just flesh. God knows that I'm just human. Times have changed, son. In other words, God's not relevant to be the same today, yesterday, and forever. We get to change him into our culture. We get to bring him into the moment of our desire, lust, and sin, and he complies. About that time, I was ready to bite the channel changer in half. I told Phil, I said, what are these bunch of devils? But that's how they want to portray people. Now, that would be sad, except it's really a true betrayal of lots of the church. I was talking to a pastor the other day. He said, I do not know any pastor that does not condone drinking. I said, well, you know me. He said, yeah, but you're weird. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe people. I, I heard this. Well, you know, I, I think we ought to find another church, honey. Why? I want to drink. Pastor Dosak don't believe in drink. Listen, no, no, no. I believe in drinking. You can drink. Absolutely. I believe in its repercussions. Get drunk, praise God, drive to kill 15 people. I believe in drinking. God does not condone it. Amen. Don't tell me, I, I believe that you can drink. But I don't believe that God allows you to drink. Jesus made wine. You ever wonder why those seven pots of purifying was there? Were they washing their dogs or their pets? Or were they washing their clothes or... Were they diluting wine so that a Levite could bless it so that it could be consumed, least somebody sin, and he be removed from his office? Sometimes you've got to be smarter than your lust. The Bible said that when a, Le a Levite, a Levite, now we're priest of the kingdom of God. We're the high priest of, and under Christ. It says that when a Levite, under Levitical law, and what's a law for? To show transgression. To show you when you're right and you're wrong, when your mind's messed up and when it's not. It says this, that if a Levite drank one sip of wine, it excluded him for 24 hours to be involved in the Levitical priesthood. God would not trust a man that had had one drink of wine to come into his presence. Oh, well, well, Pastor, but, but, but it's changed. No, it's not changed. You changed. God hasn't changed. So I guess some people, since I don't believe in fornication, they may be going to. I, I don't believe in I believe you can fornicate, but I don't believe God accepts it. Do you understand me? Absolutely not. And I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to cave in. God is still true. And there is a holy remnant preparing itself to meet a holy God. And if you want to be like the world, hey, praise God, have at it. I'd encourage you to get as deep in it as you can. Because, buddy, there's going to be no, no, no escape from its damnation. 
And if you can't hold yourself back from a few drinks in a lifetime, there's something seriously psychologically wrong with you that you can't say no. Everything's expedient to you, but don't get under the bondage of none. You know, I'm a married man, John, but that doesn't mean that I lost all my desire for all women but Phyllis. No, I curb all my desire for other women except for Phyllis. They're still alive. I just don't want to go to hell for giving in to them. What? Christianity 101. Sin 101. Righteousness 101. These are baby things. Nobody told me to quit sleeping with women when I got saved. I just knew this is wrong. Nobody told me to quit drinking. I just knew this is wrong. I just quit. Amen. The Holy Ghost will lead you and guide you. Well, let's get back here. Hallelujah. Your word set in motion a seed process of reproducing itself in your life. Seeds produce fruit. Could have get at least an amen on that. Absolutely. Galatians 6, 7 says, whatsoever a man sows, whatever he sows, not what he wants, but what he really sows is what he's going to reap. Proverbs 18, 21 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. In other words, life and death are wrapped up in seeds. And when you release those seeds, they will produce life or death. It's real basic. So don't speak what you don't want to have. Amen? Let's not do it. Proverbs 12, 24, a man shall be satisfied. That word satisfied means that a man shall be filled, have plenty, have excess, have enough good in his life by the fruit or by the seeds that his mouth disperses. So if you're having a lousy life, change your seeds. Now, when a seed is sown, we celebrate the harvest and we begin to declare it before we see it. Amen. Who's a farmer? Who's a farmer? David, you're a farmer. I, I'm, not a, I'm not looking for a good one. I'm just looking for a guy that has all the equipment and nothing ever pans out. So, now David, you're a farmer. After you sow that seed, do you start preparing for a harvest? Well, well, I know that. But, but you know that it's headed there. You wouldn't doubt that seed. You don't go out there every day and pick it up. Oh, my God, this one's not working. Don't you start saying, well, you know, we got beans planted there. And, you know, hey, we're believing God for a great harvest. They start getting up bigger, bigger. And you just start expecting. You would never doubt your seed, would you? You start celebrating it. So, really, you start talking about your harvest before you ever have it. Right? Huh, kind of what God did with Abraham. When Abraham got seated, he started speaking things that were not as though they were. As soon as he sowed that first seed, I am the father of many nations. Why? Because the power is not in the human force. The power is in the seed. Amen. And so we have to understand 
because of the faithfulness of God, when a seed is sown, when a word is released, it's done. It's done. Right? How many times did you ask God to forgive you of your sins? One. Did he do it the first time? Sure. When you confess that sin, he was faithful and he forgave you. So when you confess a promise, he becomes unfaithful no. and he will not. No. He's faithful. You mean you could be as confident in God with your confession of blessing as you could with your confession of your transgression? Absolutely. The first time you said it, God forgave you? Sure. So the first time you sow that seed by confession, it's done. Yes. It's as done as your forgiveness is. Absolutely. It's as done as your salvation. It's as done as your redemption. Come on, it's as done as your past. It's as done as your inheritance. It's as done as your identity. You're kidding with one seed? That's just just entirely too hard. Randy, is that your piece of candy you dropped there on the floor? The 45-minute rule. Put it in your mouth. Go ahead. You might as well enjoy it. If you wasn't going to eat it, I was. Hallelujah. All right. Now, let's go to Proverbs 12 and verse 6. I'm telling you, your word and your life is a byproduct of the seeds that you have sown. And it says, And the words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood. Now, watch this. But the sowing mechanism of the upright shall what? Somebody say, shall. No questions, shall. Let's look at verse 13. Proverbs 12, 13. And it says this, And the wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of what? By what? His lips. His lips. If you want to be delivered, if you want to get out of destruction, If you want to get broken free from where you're at, start sowing a different seed. Psalms 107, God sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. See, there is seeds of health, seeds of life, seeds of deliverance in the word that God has sent forth. But you're going to have to not just get it, you're going to have to put it in your mouth and you're going to have to intentionally say it. Amen. So, whatever the word is used and is given to you for, it's given to you by God. He that keepeth his mouth, or he that guards his seed sower, will keep his life. Will keep his life. From what? Death. The devil will get involved in your life with seeds of evil. And God will get in your life, get involved in your life when you speak seeds of righteousness. Hallelujah. Job, the devil accused God of this. You build a hedge around Job. God doesn't build hedges. He doesn't have seed. He gave you seed. So Job built a hedge, and the devil said, you can't get to him. Wouldn't it be nice if we filled our life with words that were filled with God 
so the devil could not find an opportunity to come in and to ravage our lives and destroy our families? Absolutely. It would be wonderful. And that's what you and I need to do. Now, every seed, listen to this, every seed is a prophetic promise waiting to become reality. Every prophetic seed. Every prophetic seed. What is a prophetic thing? A prophetic thing is something that declares a futuristic event or outcome, even though they're standing years from it. So when you sow a seed, guess what? It has a prophetic intention. It is going to come to pass. And what we need to do is just stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Jeremiah, God told Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, I'm a child, I can't talk. And God said, Jeremiah 1, 4 down through 7, be quiet. I called you to be a prophet. Stop saying you're a child and start saying you're a prophet to Israel. And so guess what? He started changing his tongue. Why? Because you speak contrary to the harvest that God wants you to bring, you'll get something God never intended for your life. Oh, no, God can do anything. No, he, look, he can't even govern us by the day. Uh, amen. amen. He lost control of you a couple times this week. You get mad. And you get, oh, you don't get mad? He that is without sin is a liar. The Bible says, First John. Now, now, all of us lose our temper. I asked David, come and help me the other day. He didn't show up. I'll tell you what I wanted to do. I'll tell you what that buddy did. But I didn't. I just went ahead and did it myself, hurt myself, pulled my back, you know, had to miss a day working out and running and jogging. If you believe that, I'll sell you a bridge in Bakken. And, uh, but, you know, then, you know, I had all these things. Then Phyllis wanted me to take out trash. I said, honey, my back pulled. David never come. And so then she started screaming, I told you, quit relying on him. You know, went through the whole shame thing. And, you know, he ain't worth a dollar. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. I defended him. Well, honey, he usually comes. She said, I knew he was just waiting to make you fail. And so, but, David, I fought for you. Hallelujah. Amen. So next time I call, please come. And uh, so now we have to realize that when we have a prophetic seed that is released in our life, we sow a seed. We sow a seed. It's prophetic. It is going to change our future. Now, prophetic words come to you in dreams. Ever had a dream about something in your life? Okay, what is that? That's a seed. That's a seed. And then how about a vision? You ever had a vision? Sure, so we have these visions. What are visions? They are deposits of seeds. Then revelation is a deposit of seed. And so when we get these things, Phyllis, we now have to sow them. If we don't sow them, people say this to me. Well, I'm waiting to see if it comes to pass. Ha! Let me give you a chance. It ain't coming. You don't sow a seed, nothing is coming. But God said it. He said it to give you seed. He never said it to replace you. 
He said it to give you seed. But if you don't sow it, you won't reap the fruit of your seed. Now this is real basic farming. Amen. You've got to put it in the ground before it comes out of the ground. Right? And so we have these prophetic things. Now a prophet can speak a word over you, certainly. But most of the time, God gives us prophetic seeds for our future. And then we always do this. Well, I'm just waiting to see if it comes to pass. I'm waiting for it to be confirmed. Well, either it was God or if it wasn't. If it wasn't God, throw the thing out the window. If it was God, put it in your seed sower. Amen? Phyllis's mom used to say a scripture. The Lord will beautify thy flesh with salvation. And even though it's out of context, I say, God performed that on her daughter. I know some of you new people say, oh my God, do they talk like that? Yeah. Let me tell you why we talk like that. Let, let me explain a real easy principle to you. Phyllis and I are in love with each other. That means love is never offended. Now, if she tells me, honey, I didn't like that, then I never say it again. Why? Because love's not stupid. She'll knock your head off. <laughs> so why would, why would I do it the second time? No, no. Phyllis and I are never offended. Now, we may, the other may do something wrong, but it's never offendable. We are unoffendable with each other. You say, well, that's just crazy. No, that's called love. I don't walk in my house like this. Oh, God, now i got a Charlie horse. Gee, my knee. <laughs> and that's real, too. Don't be laughing, man. But it, and so, so, so here, we, we don't walk like this. I'm not afraid to talk in my house. If I have an opinion, I talk it. If she, I, if she gets offended, that's her problem. she got a problem. The Bible tells me that when love waxes cold, people are offended. You know, they have an old saying in West Virginia, I wouldn't live with him till the bread was done. In other words, most marriages are short-term because people can't handle the pressures of not getting their way. Yeah, Phyllis, I went to kiss Phyllis the other day, and she said, I don't feel like kissing. I said, that's okay, I do. <laughs> don't move, just, just, just hold your head. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll use your lips. You don't have to put no power behind it. I'll do it myself. I'm too tired. I said, I don't care. I, I'm not in the mood for participation anyway. I'm, look, look. I'll tell you, some people, I, I mean, people have told Phyllis, I just, I, I just can't believe you talk to each other. Well, well, how do you talk to people? Everybody say everything in the house like you like it so you can be happy. You are self-centered. Boy, you live in our house. Woo! My daughter tell you what she think. My son-in-law tell you what me think. My grandkid tell you what they think. Phil tell you what they think. Then I get a talk. <laughs> now, why would you be offended at somebody else's viewpoint? That self-centeredness, man. I don't expect people to create some false utopia around me. 
One time I said something to Phyllis's, to Phyllis's dad. He got up and went to the bathroom. They said, Pete, don't do that. Said he went to that bathroom. He carries a gun, and I'm telling you, he'll shoot you. I said, well, I'll tell you what. If you think I'm not going to give that old man my opinion, I thought I was a sinner. If you think I'm going to let, I probably said other words, but I'm not going to repeat them now. That old man, keep me from getting my opinion out. You think I'm afraid of that gun? Well, I'll wrap him on the head and take it from him. I wasn't afraid of that gun. Some of you act like everybody's carrying a gun. You've got to talk to be their little puppet. No, man, just say what you want to say. You ever tell Lori you speak your mind? Sometimes. Sometimes. I see I can take, need to take him to husband school. No, why are people like that? They're, they're just fearful. Who would live in fear? I wouldn't live loveless. I wouldn't live fearless. And I wouldn't live a three-other-letter word in a marriage. Now, I do live penniless. <laughs> Did you give me any money to go to? You mean if I asked, you would have given? Make me a CD of that, will you? What did you just say? $15. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Here's what God does to, does to uh, Abraham. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. He gives him a word. Abraham doesn't get it. In Genesis 13, God gives him a vision. Your seed shall be like the dust of the earth. Genesis 15, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. God gives him a vision, a type of dream, or a type of, of infusion of seed. Look up to the stars of the heaven. Your seed shall be like that. But Abraham doesn't understand the process of seed. God gives you seed, but you have to sow your seed. So Abraham doesn't know what to do until Genesis 17. God tells him what to do with the seed. He says, call yourself what the seed said you would have. Call yourself the father of many nations. Call yourself what the seed says you will have. Don't wait till you have it. Call yourself what the seed says you have before you see it. Amen? Now, we know that seed works because we're born again by incorruptible seed. But when that seed came, what did we start doing? We did just what the Bible told us to do. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, and you're born again. Right? You hear the seed, you sow the seed, you're born again. So that's the same process that we have now. We hear the gospel, we extract the seed, we sow the seed. And then as soon as it's sown, because of the faithfulness of God, we start rejoicing. We start thanking God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. You are the God of increase. I, God, believe that I am the head, not the tail. I'm blessed going in, going out. Bless God, every weapon formed against me will never prosper. My enemies even like me, God. Hallelujah. We start declaring those things. Now, 
Every promise, listen to me, every promise is a seed to the sower. Every promise. Somebody say every promise. Every promise is a seed to the sower. 3,000 seeds in here plus you can sow into your life and see the author of it come to pass. The Bible says God give, gave us every word that has pertains unto life and godliness in the promises that he's given to us. All you have to do is you want life, you want God life, then sow God's seed. You want godliness, sow godly seeds. Amen. Start sowing seeds. Amen. Now, when we, as a people of God, sow seeds, people of God receive what God desires for their life. Then the great hindrance, Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through 7. Can I have that on the screen? We're going to read this and then we're going to wrap up. Ecclesiastes 11, 1. Cast thy bread, which is the end of a seed, upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Now if the clouds be full of rain, and they empty themselves upon the earth, and if the tree fall towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the cloud shall not reap. In other words, don't look at where you are to determine what the seed can do. And then it says, And thou knowest, for thou knowest not way, what way of the spirit is, or how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whither shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Next verse. Truly the light is sweet, and a pleasant thing is for the eye to behold the sun. What does that tell us? Don't be moved by where you're at. If you are, it will imprison you. And you will be led by what you see and not by what you believe. So let's sow seeds and change our life. You say, but, but it's impossible. No. You can put a pumpkin seed, a tomato seed, a seed of corn, a cucumber seed in the middle of a dirt patch and it will grow. It will grow. Whatever you put in there, it will grow. Your life is not too barren for God to bring forth a harvest. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, can I have my sowers up here? Phyllis, can I have your microphone? Come on, sowers, come on up here. I hired sowers. I got sowers with me. Come on up here, sowers. Now, these sowers are going to give you seed. Now, some of you will say, oh, that was nice, but that's it. No, no, no. If you have one of these problems, take the seed. Take the seed, put it in your mouth, and sow it. 
Simple enough? Absolutely simple enough. All righty. Are you guys afraid of this side? You guys smile. Come on, put a smile on. Here they go. Look at the, all these grinning Christians over here. Praise God. All righty. Here you go. Sow some seed. Okay. Now catch this seed. The seed of unity. I uh, chose Psalm 133, verse 1. David said, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And I also chose Genesis 13, verse 8. This is where Abram and Lot and their herdsmen were not getting along at all. There was no unity. So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Do you have disunity in your life and in your family? Take that seed. Start declaring, I'm a person of unity. I'll do whatever it takes to keep unity in my house. I have peace. I started at John 26, or 25. These things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you the all things, he will bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And he has given us command and control over our hearts. Carl. You know, uh, each one of us want to prosper, and that's what mine's about this morning. And the Lord reminded me while I was sitting there that many of us have sowed seed, not only in this place and other ministries, but in so many people's lives. When we pray for our neighbors, we expect, if they're unsaved, to come to Christ. So we take them one at a time and focus on them. So when they come to Christ, that is, our, is a harvest. And so also in uh, Mark 4.20, it tells about giving or, or planting into good ground. It says that we will reap, what, 30, 60, 100-fold? So when we remember that there, in the seed that we plant here or anywhere out in the world for God's work, we realize that we have a harvest coming back in. But at times we have to remind the Lord, Lord, I've done this. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Sow a seed, Carl. Sow a seed. I've given a lot of seed. <laughs> Good morning. I, I have love to sow. And, and I'm, I really like that. That's awesome. Uh, so Jeremiah 29, 11, I brought it up here so I could read it to you. says, we all know it, for I know the thoughts, and this is God speaking, that I have toward you, that I think toward you, saith the Lord. And that's powerful because we've all heard that when you hear a saith the Lord, he's faithful, it's done. 
And it says thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end in the, in the King James. But I like the new King James. It says a future and a hope. So today in your hearts, I'm sowing the seed of love from the Father into your hearts. And he's given you a future and a hope. And that's awesome. Amen. I get to so healing. Isaiah 52 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. Amen. And mine is blessing, and uh, if, you, if you bless with other people, you will be blessed yourself. And that's what I got. Mine is progress. It's like taking a seed and you put it in the ground and you pray and fast over it. And in the harvest, you will progress over the things you reap and sow to all your life in your name. Amen. Absolutely. Financially, blessing, health, love, prosperity. prosperity, peace, and unity. Now take those seeds and put them in your mouth. Put them in your mouth. Start declaring it like it already is because he that gave you seed will not fail its seed. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands up towards heaven just for a moment. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I thank you that God, you have enabled us with seeds, seeds that have come from you that will reproduce your plan and purpose in our life. Every seed comes with a mission, and that mission is to prosper the way that you would have it prosper. God, I decree over these people that God joy that has been given to us, that God passes all understanding will start springing up because we have the joy of the Lord, and it is our strength. We proclaim now, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you are showing us things to come. God, we are people that are not blindsided. We are people that see which way to go and which way to abide. God, we declare right now that, Father, you said as we love our brethren that people would know that we belong to Christ. The love of God is shed in our heart by the Holy Ghost. And, God, we are people of love and not of division. God, we think upon these things only good, pure, those things that are true and those things that are just. God, that we would see you. God, we will declare the word of the Lord. And God, we will not die, but we shall live. Hallelujah. God, we declare right now that, Father, you see us in the nighttime. And that, God, we are not alone, but that, God, you are drawing us nigh and placing us in the secret place that we will dwell with you. That a thousand could fall to one side and ten thousand to another side, but, God, it will not come nigh to us. God, I declare that we have seen, that we have been old, that we have been young and we are old, but God, we've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread, and every need will be met of every believer. God, the lion shall hunger, but God, the righteous shall never lack. Hallelujah. God, you are our shepherd and we do not want. 
God, you lead us and you direct us, God, into the paths of righteousness. God, you cause us to dwell beside still waters. Lay down in green pastures. You have provided a table right now in the midst of our enemies. God, there is joy, there is strength, there is confidence, there is peace, there is encouragement, there is enrichment, God. God, there is celebration on the table because we know that our God has intended nothing but good for us and that, God, everything that happens, it will work together for our good because our trust is in the Lord and not in ourselves. God, you cause us to be followed, God, by goodness and mercy. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us, God. And God, we are those that would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God, we are putting off the old man and putting on the new man. Our minds are being renewed, God. Our mind is totally separate of who we used to be and what the world wants us to be. God, we dwell and meditate up on the goodness of the Lord. We thank you, God, that the word of Christ does not depart from us. But, God, we meditate upon it. We sing it. We speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns. And, God, we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Every day, God, we are being renewed and refreshed because of the times of visitation. And, God, right now, we sow a seed of visitation in everyone's life that, God, they'll begin to dream dreams. They'll begin to see visions. They'll begin to discover the secret treasures of revelation knowledge, God, that, God, they'll rise up, start sowing seeds, change our life and the life of God, the freedom, the liberty, the health, the blessing, the prosperity, the protection, God, the guidance, the salvation of families, God, the strength of marriages will rise up, God. And God, we are the seeds of Abraham and we declare things that we do not see by things that we know are true in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just sow our life and let's be different. Let's sow our life and let's be different. Let's sow our life and let's be different. The thorn is going to go. The fir tree is coming. Come on, the briar is going. The myrtle tree is coming. The mountains and the trees are rejoicing because men and women are discovering the seed time in the harvest of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I pronounce blessing upon this congregation. I pronounce God refreshing and renewing. I right now pronounce God of the working of the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. Open up the eyes of their understanding, God. Strengthen them with strength in their inner man, God. Let them begin to abound and be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ that they are discovering the full purpose and the plan of God. God, they are people filled with love, people filled with faith, people filled with courage, people filled with confidence. God, they'll not faint. They won't be weary because, God, you have visited them and you've renewed their strength. And, God, you've transformed them. And, God, what they touch is blessed. Where they walk is prospering, God. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we are the people of God and we will inherit the lands that God has called us to inherit, the places that he put us in. We will rise up and we will have dominion and Christ shall be seen in our households, in our neighborhoods, 
in our workplaces, for we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. We are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. We are not fearful of the faces of men because we know in whom we believe. Hallelujah. Now, God, I loose just increase upon their life in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now, Father, I pray for them right now, every family, every individual, every business, God. I ask, God, that you prosper. I ask you to keep them until we come back into the house of the Lord. Keep us, God, in purity and holiness. Keep us, God, from the powers of temptation and deliver us, God, in them all that, God, you will be glorified in our life. And, God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.